Welcome to Delighting in Christ. In this episode, we will be discussing how our phone and entertainment changes us and give a review on the book, 12 Ways Your Phone is Changing You. for being here with me today. If this is your first time, I just want to welcome you. And I just want you to know that this podcast is not just about, let's pick a scripture and read the scripture. Uh, first, I was going to make the episode, the podcast that I was going to make it every two weeks. I go through a certain passage in scripture I was going to pick a book out and then we go through it verse by verse chapter by chapter and book by book and I just want to say you know it's something that God's working on me is that I started the podcast out wanting to be a great preacher I started out wanting to be a great bible teacher and I just have to tell you I'm none of those two things I'm not, you know, Martin Lloyd-Jones or Charles Spurgeon or John Piper or MacArthur. I'm just a regular, ordinary guy who works as an assembler in Moscow, Idaho or Pullman, Washington, whatever. I live in Moscow. I work in Pullman. You get the gist. But, you know, I started out really wanting to be that guy that people highly respected and really admired who taught the Bible. And that's just, you know, at a certain point, I had to take a step back, look at myself, repent of my sin, and say, you know what, that's a lot of pride. I need to get rid of that. And by the way, I'm not, it's not in a legalistic way either. Because the only one who can take away sin and forgive sin is Jesus and I'm so grateful and thankful for his grace and his mercy on me and I hope that you receive that grace and mercy in your own life that Jesus is the only one that can take away your sin you know John the Baptist said behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world he can take away your sin through placing your trust and faith in Jesus Christ And I hope that whoever you are, that you will do that. Because i got to tell you, I'm grateful that God became flesh. And he who knew no sin became sin so that we can become the righteousness of God. That's the whole reason I'm doing this, is to show you that God so loves you to take away your sin and restore you in a right relationship with himself uh, through faith in Christ. And so, uh, yeah, this podcast was originally meant to be, let's go through the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book. But you know what? Um, We're sort of doing that, but we're also doing our things. I read books. I read uh, good Christian authors and I really get something out of them. I want to tell you, and that way I can give you a review and have you know kind of what to read if you wanted to know what to read. If you're someone who is uh, 
wondering about this whole Christian thing, you know, I can give you, you know, every two weeks a book review on something to help you in your walk. And so let's get, but today let's dive into what book we're going to be reviewing. And this book, I think, is one of the most needed books to be read, not only by uh, Christians, but also by unbelievers as well, because this book really talks about uh, just kind of humans as a whole, what we go through when we um, are on our phones all the time. And this book's called 12 Ways Your Phone is Changing You. The author is Tony Ranke. He works for Desiring God Ministry and is the host of the Ask Pastor John podcast. It's a great podcast. It's uh, John Piper. He asks difficult questions that Christians send in through email. And he talks about them. Like, for example, uh, he had one today, which is really interesting uh as pastor john um how does chronic pain glorify god or escape the world's infatuation with sex Uh, or how will heaven change our joy how does easter change us what you need more than self-confidence so he goes you know every monday wednesday friday through that podcast he goes through uh, a question that get sent in by a listener and he asks a question and so tony ranke is the host of that podcast which is the author who is the author of this book and i'm really thankful for the desiring god ministry uh it's one of the uh ways that god has led me to such a deep thinking and knowledge about him and it's part of the other part of the reason how I came up with this podcast name, because his, you'd see the funny thing is, is desiring God came by John Piper and John Piper got desiring God through J.I. Packer, who uh, wrote a book called knowing God. So it went from knowing God to desiring God. And now with me delighting in Christ, but I am nowhere near J.I. Packer or John Piper. So uh, just, throw that out the window but that's how another reason how partially it came up with the name if you're new to the show so let's dive into the review first i'll read the description within a few years of its unveiling the smartphone had become part of us fully integrated into daily patterns of our lives never offline always within reach We now wield in our hands a magic wand of technological power we have only begun to grasp. But it raises new enigmas, too. Never more connected, we seem to be growing more distant. Never more efficient, we have never been more distracted. It goes on to say, Tony Ranke identifies 12 potent ways our smartphone have changed us for good and bad. Ranky calls us to cultivate wise thinking and healthy habits in a digital age. So it's an, again, it's an amazing book. And some of the content, content it covers is in the chapters are, you know, we are addicted to distraction. We love distraction. I mean, go in a store, right? 
and you stand in line, what are you going to do? Have a conversation with the person in line? No, you're going to pull out your smartphone and go on Amazon or something or go on Facebook. And that leads to ignoring our flesh and blood. And it leads to being on Facebook, uh, craving immediate approval when we post something we we crave like the likes we lose our intimacy with people when we're always on our phone we feed on the produce we become like what we like we get more lonely we get comfortable in our secret vices i mean think about pornography i mean it's so easy to watch pornography and nobody know about it. We lose meaning. We fear missing out. FMO, as the young people call it. We definitely become harsh with one another and we lose our place in time. And these are all chapters that Tony Ranke talks about. And the two chapters that really got under me that that really convicted my soul were chapters 2 and chapters 11 chapter 2 was ignoring the flesh and blood and that we become more harsh to one another and so at the end of the chapter about you know we are addicted to a distraction Tony Ranke says this when I go into my social media streams too often I use Facebook to isolate me from the real needs of my friends Facebook becomes a safe and sanitized room where I can watch the ups and downs of others as an anonymous spectator with no compulsive impulse to respond and care in any meaningful way. And as I do, I become more and more blind to the flesh and blood around me. That next change is on the list. And that's the next chapter he goes into how we when we're on our phones we ignore one another and I am far too guilty of that and that is something I recognize so I'm trying to be on the phone less uh, I even have this smartphone watch and it used, uh, it has a little thing where you can enable or disenable of receiving texts I used to have it on text like I want to know when people are texting me but I just disenabled it because you know it's like Every time I get a text, I, I look at it and then I go to my phone. And it's like, I can't be doing that all the time. Yeah, I realize that the phone is a distraction to the people that are right in front of your face. And it's not only on social media either. It's not only on Facebook. It's not only through text. But it's also through the entertainment we watch. He didn't really cover in- entertainment stuff in this It was mostly about the phone, which 12 ways your phone is changing you, not 12 ways your TV or your TV shows are changing you. But it's something that I thought about as I'm reading this book, as I'm watching TV. I'm just kind of like trying to connect the dots. And so think about this. This is going to blow your mind. We are far more invested with the characters in a TV show and some or many of the relationships around us. So, I don't know if you guys heard of this 
wonderful show on Disney Plus called WandaVision. Millions of people watched it, myself included. And I'm watching this series and about, mm, I can't remember which episode, but about halfway through the series, and I've seen most of the Marvel movies, not all of them. Some of them are, I just kind of like, watched the first 10 minutes and I was like yeah screw it I don't it's not for me Doctor Strange is one of those but as I'm watching the series I didn't really notice this until about halfway through WandaVision and you have Wanda and you have Vision so Wanda's the gal Vision's the guy and I didn't notice that Vision was all robot I thought he was some cyborg, like half man, half cyborg. And so I was like, okay. But literally, the guy's completely AI. I think that's what the, uh, how it's called. And and he's a complete robot. So here I'm watching. I'm, I'm just invested in these characters that are being played around us. And I'm thinking... Millions and millions of people are invested in this woman who has a relationship with a robot. Okay? That kind of blows my mind a little bit. Because here we are, we are not invested with the people, the real people who have real problems right in front of us. But yet we're going to cry over these fake characters who were made up by people who want to make a bunch of money off of you just saying I mean I'm not here to I'm not here to uh, judge you guys I mean I'm really pointing the finger at myself because I've I've cried through some TV shows I'm serious like this is us I've cried through that believe it or not and those are fake characters. This is really like pointing the finger at me. And so that's not even the amazing part. So we become more sympathetic and we cry and we have joy and we get angry at these characters and blah dee da dee da dee da, right? And at the same time, we are becoming more disconnected with the people around us on a personal and intimate level. So let's so let's pause on this idea because I don't want to lose sight between um, ignoring the flesh and blood around us and and I want to focus on becoming more harsh with them one another. And these two ideas in some way, shape, or form kind of connect. I'm trying to connect the dots, and hopefully it works. So, in this chapter on We Ignore the Flesh and Blood, Ranky touches on becoming harsh with one another. In a section called Viral Anger, Ranky says this, We are quick to believe a lie that we can simultaneously live a divided existence, engaging our phones while neglecting others a few paragraphs later he says we're more likely to bubble with rage toward others screen to screen instead of face to face now that is true 
I, um, yeah, the other night I got a call from Vandal Connect and Vandal Connect or whatever is about, um, people reaching out to you from the alumni and asking the alumni to give for Vandals and all sorts of these programs and la 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 la. Uh, and what the funny thing is, is the day before I got a text from them and you know what I did? I did a funny thing. They're like, can we count on you to give your support on April 7th? And I, I replied back. I said, nope. I already gave my money when I uh, gave them my tuition. Have a good day. That's what I said. I said something along the lines of that. Got the call later while we, me and my wife were watching a TV show. And she's like, don't answer it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to answer it. And I answer it. It's one of these people who are trying to get my money from the University of Idaho guess what I didn't say I didn't say what I said in that text I was just very polite very like no thank you no thank you so you want to do 120 no thank you want to do 75 no thank you want to do 25 no thank you okay sir well thank you for being patient with me and their conversation is done I didn't, you know, make my little smart comment when he says, and obviously it wasn't a rage or anything like that, but still, when it's not face to face, when it's not even with being personal ear to ear, like talking on the phone, hearing maybe some of their breaths or reactions, um, there's just a complete disconnect with texting. And so reach and he goes on to say, and researchers call this phenomenon anonymous anger. The steam of anger finds quick release in words thumb into our phones. It is convenient to vent our rage in public now. Which it totally is. Go on Facebook, there's a lot of people in rage. And so in his chapter on becoming harsh with one another, Rinky quotes Charles Spurgeon, which I love this quote. It says the easiest work in the world is to find fault. And boy, is it ever. Go on the internet, go anywhere you go on online, and you can find fault with somebody. I'm sure that there would, will be people who listen to this podcast even, who are going to be like, well, I don't agree with that, and they'll find fault in it. Okay, I just... Alright, well, if you want to find fault find fault i mean it's just you can find fault in the anybody and so going back to the tv shows and how we are consumers get invested with fake characters on our show why is it that we are more invested and have more empathy towards the fake characters on a screen than the people we leave comments to on facebook interesting question isn't it we are just so invested with these characters that's not real and yet these people who are online who either post these memes or say these certain things on facebook you know we feel enraged and we feel like we have to be in control and leave a comment and try to change their mind and i'm all for with um trying to teach and uh, to really disciple people but at the same time like at a certain point you just got to be wise and 
how you say and how you respond to people who post stuff on Facebook. You're not going to change someone in their mind by posting an angry meme or uh, an angry comment. You're just not. I, I don't know what to tell you. And so why do we have more empathy with people on the screen versus the real people who are on the other side of the screen of the computer. And I believe one of the reasons is that characters, the characters that we watch, your favorite TV show, think about it. Mine is This Is Us, as of the moment, it's a great show. I think one of the reasons is, is because we know their story. We know all the hiccups. We know their background. I mean, watch This Is Us. It goes through kind of like, almost a 360 of the person's life from their childhood to their adulthood and how they're going through what they're experiencing and in their personal struggles and battles and we see a 360 view but as the internet as we are seeing we see a two-dimensional view and we don't know um that isn't to say that um there isn't right and wrong that isn't to say that um, we tolerate what people like, peop- what people think, and just accept it. But are we really going to try to? Do we really need to feel like we have to do say something on every little thing? If you're going to do that, you're going to be doing that your whole life, and you're going to be missing the point. And I tell you, at a certain point, like I'm guilty of arguing with people on Facebook. I'm guilty with arguing with people over text message. I'm guilty of slandering people and something that I need to repent of and really think and be wise through. And Romans 12, 18, you know, the great book of Romans talks about how we're justified through our faith in Christ. And then it goes into chapter 12 through 16 about or through 15 ish how we're about to live that christian life it says if possible so far as it depends on you live peaceably with all so my conclusion is this as we wrap up today's episode we need to get back to seeing people as image bearers of god and to get back into relationships with people on a personal level and to get to know who people are. Do we condone everything that people say and do and whatnot? Absolutely not. But do we we respect them as image bearers of God? Absolutely. Do we love them? Absolutely, because we have been forgiven in Christ, through faith in Christ. Do we show grace and mercy to them? Absolutely because of what Christ did do we forgive people who have slandered us on Facebook or social media absolutely because of what Christ did on the cross we can forgive and so let's get back to really treating people with dignity and respect as image bearers whether they deserve it or not so I will say this that I highly recommend this book. I haven't even close to touch on it. I just give you some of my thoughts. And I give this book a five out of five phones. So 
So lastly, this book isn't about ditching the phone and becoming a phone monk. Tony Ranke says this, and I'll close. Toward the end of my research for this book, I asked John Piper how he uses technology in fulfilling the purpose and calling of his life. So Pastor John, he was a pastor, a preacher for 33 years at Bethlehem um, Baptist Church, I believe. And Ranky says this, and he was quick to gush over all the ways his app and Bible software have fed his soul over the years. At the end, he looked down at his laptop, his iPad, and his iPhone, all sitting on the table, and he said, I could almost come to tears over how precious they are to me. Yes, they are glowing tools made mostly by men and women who are not submitted to God. He reiterated, and they are tools that open up his life to a thousand convenient temptations. But used with care and discipline, the digital tools are, he said, a treasure chest of the glories of God. Let's use our phones wisely to grow deeper in our relationship to God and to let us use our phones as a tool to build people up and to show them the pearl of great price. The one who died for our sins and rose from the dead so that whoever loves Christ and follows him will not perish, but be in right relationship with God forever. And until next time, God willing, God bless, may he keep you and make his face shine upon you.